0: Hello, welcome to Seniors and the People Who Love Them. I'm Cookie. I'm Pinky. And I'm Wendy. Today, we're bringing to you
1: our fourth episode of our newborn podcast. In our previous episode, we discussed all of the different options for when aging in place isn't the right option for you. We are going to talk more in depth about acute rehabilitation.
0: But well, before we do, I have to give you this disclaimer. Our weekly disclaimer is that we are not physicians or lawyers. If you have a medical issue or a legal issue, please seek a practitioner or lawyer to give you professional advice.
2: Okay. We're going to start with what is acute rehabilitation? acute rehabilitation is when you've had something happen to you that the hospital or your providers recommend that you need very acute rehabilitation. It's it's pretty um, it's pretty aggressive rehabilitation and sometimes it will take place in the hospital that you're at. But I would say more frequently than that, it takes place in a separate facility. And patients are generally admitted who have a traumatic injury, a debilitating disease, certain types of surgery. To add to that, the
1: main thing you guys need to remember is acute rehabilitation is acute condition. In that means it happened now. It cannot happen on a past. Like example, you have a stroke two months ago and now you say, oh, I wanted acute rehab. That does not give you qualify for acute rehab. Acute rehab means you had a stroke now and now you need a therapy to bring you the prior condition that you were. And that's what acute rehab means. Anything acute happen, medical condition, that require acute rehab or any other medical condition that require acute attention from medical team.
0: So who is eligible for acute rehab? Anyone is eligible for acute rehab based upon their ability to do it because acute rehab involves intensity, meaning you probably will have to have it at least five days a week. Is that correct, Pinky?
1: No, it says six to seven days a week. Uh, Okay. Any rehab condition, you have to have six to seven days of rehab. But it's not the days. It's mainly the time. It's like you have to spend two to four hours on a rehab. And you have to tolerate that intensity hourly rehab every day. So when we're talking about senior, mostly... We are talking between 50 to 60 of age might able to benefit for acute rehab. Because after 60, unless you are perfect condition, to go to gym two to four hours a day is very intense. Like example, took it about myself. If I go to gym one hour, I'm tired. So think about it that you need to work on a gym to get rehabilitation two to four hours every day. That is very intense to get in that rehabilitation for acute care.
2: I think we've all had experience with seniors that just are unable to tolerate the level of rehab that they need to keep qualifying for that certain level of care they are. It doesn't mean that they're not trying or that they can't get there. It just means that they're in such a fragile state right now that they just can't tolerate that level. And unfortunately, most insurance companies don't really take that into account. Wendy, you are so right that anybody can, but the even medical
1: condition, intensity is high, including rehab. So... You are so right that most of our senior, is not that they're not trying, it's just not able to do the rehab for two to four hours a day. Would you like
2: to know what Medicare says? Yes. So Medicare says that um, it's just like we talked about, it's an intensive rehabilitation therapy program. It has to be ordered by your physician. It has to be supervised by a physician. And what is covered under... Medicare's coverage of that is a semi-private room. You might not have your own room. Physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech language therapy, and that will depend on what your needs are. They should provide meals and nursing services and your medications and any other equipment you might need. That should all be covered under the Medicare benefit if you are a Medicare recipient. What does it cost? For days one to 60, you have a $1,600 deductible. That starts in 2023. Right now, it's a little bit less than that. And days 61 to 90, you have a $389 coinsurance each day. That's going up to $400 in 2023. That's quite expensive. Some secondary insurances will pick that up depends on what your individual private insurance covers. The
1: important thing to know about that, yes, any insurance or any Medicare eligibility for rehab, you will hit the copay. So there will be some money out of the pocket. And as Wendy says, it's more than 300 a day. That sums up quite a bit amount, the time you receive your acute
2: rehab. That's pretty much outside of most people's abilities to pay, I would say. Correct.
1: Insurance, other thing, other eligibility is your private insurance. They also pay for it. But again, you will hit the copay based on any insurance. They also provide all Medicare guidelines that really explain your food and your room and board and your medication and everything. But again, copay is going to be issue for most of people here. So keep that in mind that insurance covered, but it's a limited time because you have to make progress on it.
0: So what is a typical day when you are a patient in acute rehab? Well, we know generally based upon what your condition is, you have to get up pretty early, I would surmise, and then you would have to be ready for the intensity of whatever particular kind of rehab you're receiving, be it physical therapy, occupational therapy, and even speech therapy. And it may be it may be from eight in the morning to sometimes lunch break and then right back to it.
2: My experience as a nurse in a rehab facility, because that's how I started my nursing career, not not acute rehab, but rehab in general, is mm-hmm. that the nurses were the angels and the therapists were the devils. When the therapists would come to the room, they would, some patients would be like, oh no, you're back.
0: <laughs> that's true. That is- but you know, one particular other um, uh, uh, side point is that you can also get acute rehab in your home, correct? It doesn't have to necessarily be in a facility. Is that right? I don't
1: think you can no, get that acute. No, that is not. Yeah. Not that is not correct. Um, okay. Acute rehab cannot be provided in a home because there is no therapy going to be there four hours a day to work with you. Mostly, it's a slow rehab that you can provide at home. And again, some senior, as we talk, not able to um, take that intensity and they go home with a slower pace. Like they can do one hour therapy a day at longer time and still progress. But again, it's not going to be Acute rehab where you can take two to four hours a day to cooperate where you were. It would not be possible at home.
0: So it's acute rehab only for people um, with injuries? Because I know of a situation where someone's grandmother had um, Parkinson's disease and um, they were told that acute rehab would probably be appropriate for them. Have you all had any experiences like that? that is
1: that is true but again the parkinson acute parkinson's flare up has to happen then it's not because i have a history of parkinson so i need a rehab acute rehab if somebody like example ms if they flare up and doctor thinks the acute rehab going to put them on a same medical condition they previously before what happened acutely then yes it can be certain medical disease process does help with acute rehab so that in that case again it has to be ordered by your physician it also has to be supervised by your physician so all this criteria has to be applied before to eligible for acute care. Example wound. If you have a wound that was very deep to the bone last year and now this year it is smelly, and it has a drainage and it's all sign of infection. That person is not going to be able to qualify for acute care because he, Or she has a chronic wound that is not qualified for acute care. Acute care means acute happen now. And that's what requirement. So if you are in a hospital, you have a stroke and you are lying on a bed and you somehow you had a stage four big, deep wound in your sacrum. And then. With physician blessing, you might able to go to acute care. So that's the criteria everybody has to remember. Acute, not chronic condition. Chronic condition would not qualify for the acute rehab.
2: What I've seen the most of is people having severe strokes in the hospital and they go to specialized acute rehabilitations that are only for strokes stroke centers and it can make the world of difference you know that early uh, interventions for stroke care is really important especially when we're seeing strokes in young people where they have the ability to really regain so much I've seen that a lot when I think of acute rehab that's what I think of and Wendy is right, there is a specialized
1: acute facility that take us a specific uh, disease process like stroke, brain injury, uh, that's the other one come on my mind. That also requires specific knowledge regarding that disease process because every acute facility is not eligible to take care of a certain disease process, like brain injury, stroke. So being on a specific rehab will help them to progress faster than other facility that they are not trained for specific condition.
0: So what happens when um, you're ready to be discharged from acute rehab?
1: Okay. So what happens is once you hit the certain Again, it's also run by Medicare. So Medicare guidelines states that if you have made no progress in three days or you plateau on three days, there is no more progress to be happened. At that time, team decides based on your help in community where you're going to go. Example, you are going home alone. You are going home with your husband or you have you going home with a 24-hour help. All these criteria being been discussed based on the progress client made. Example, client need 24-hour 7 help and there is no help to be provided. Then they will transfer subcute facility where the progress will be slowly followed. In other words, less intensity will be followed.
2: The three of us worked together in a facility where we frequently received patients from acute rehabilitation. And in my experience, I received patients from acute rehab generally for automobile accidents. I can really remember a lot of vivid automobile accidents generally with younger people and um, also fire, burns. I remember we received patients from specialty burn units as well, but I I can remember they came straight from the acute rehab.
1: And Wendy is so correct on that. That does happen quite often than you think.
0: So let's take a break and we will be right back. Okay, welcome back. This is the part of a podcast where we will give you some resources if you need to continue your research. Take it away, Wendy.
2: All right, as usual, I find a ton of resources from Medicare. Uh, if you go to Medicare.gov, and they have sections on hospice, on inpatient rehabilitation, on hospital stays, on anything you can think of, it really is a wealth of knowledge. Of course, it you know if you have. Secondary insurance, you will need to call your secondary insurance for information specific, but they will give you a vague overview and they will specifically tell you what your Medicare benefit covers. If you have a managed Medicare, you want to look at your specific company that's running your managed Medicare. But if you have straight Medicare, this website is just um, really a goldmine of information for you. I also found some information on some local um, inpatient rehabilitations that we have here in Maryland. But you can find, um, you know, just look up inpatient rehabilitations, acute rehabilitations for your state, and you will find things specific to your state regulations and specific to the the um facilities in your area and feel free to give them a call and ask them questions go take a tour that's what they're there for and they should be welcoming and allowing you to do that and have a process for that i also found some information this is a blog and it's called health sense so it's health-sense.org and i found their information was really helpful um, and again, I also get a lot of really great information from your state governments, from your local governments, from NIH. If if we're talking about the most recent information on COVID-19 or the flu, things like that, the CDC is really a great resource for all of that. Googling will get you around. You just want to make sure that if you're on a site that's specific to a specific facility that you need to know they're giving you the information for that facility alone. So if you're looking up your state and local governments and the federal government, you're going to get more broad information.
0: Okay. So, um, that's pretty much our show for today and we hope you enjoyed our podcast, but we want to just emphasize that there's humor in everything. So, We know this is serious. Sometimes it could be overwhelming to you, however, but we want to first say that you have the opportunity to subscribe to our upcoming episodes. We will be releasing new episodes every other Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions, feedback or ideas for future topics, Please visit our website www.seniorscast.com you can also email us at seniorscast.com that's s-e-n-i-o-r-s at seniorscast.com if you would like to help us get our new podcast off the ground Please give our podcast a review on Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. So before we close out this podcast, Pinky's going to share some humor with you. Okay.
1: This is, this is the way it goes. I asked my 91-year-old father, Dad, what were your good old days? He thought a little bit. And then thoughtful reply when I wasn't good and I wasn't
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, I'm cookie. I'm Pinky.
2: And I'm Wendy. Bye bye, everybody. Bye-bye now. See you later, friends.